Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree. I think you might be overdoing it, Dad. Oh, Christmas tree. When was the last time I overdid anything? And is there a tree? No, instead there's a pole. Requires no decoration. I find tinsel distracting. Trim up the tree with Christmas stuff. Can't you even tell a good tree from a poor tree? But Christmas trees are so bright and fun and pretty. Now, from the Bob and Cherry Studios, rocking around our studio Christmas tree, it's Bob and Cherry. Well, welcome, everyone. I hope that you have a wonderful fire going in your house. I know you all do. You know, the fire is roaring. You know, the bacon is cooking. Ah, it's a fantastic time of the year. So we're very glad to be with you here. Today is a somber day for the United States, and I think... It becomes less and less, and I hope uh, we turn this around, uh, less and less remembered as the years go on because the greatest generation, uh, many of those folks are not with us anymore. But today is Pearl Harbor Day when uh, we were attacked, of course, by the Japanese, and so many Americans lost their lives uh, at Pearl. If you've never done the tour and you have the coins to go to Hawaii or if you are going to Hawaii someday, and you're not sure exactly what you want to do, I highly recommend the Pearl Harbor tour. It will bring tears to your eyes in a good way. And um, it's uh, it's something like I've never seen before. And then the uh, graveyard is called the Punch Bowl, and it's in uh, um, Hawaii where so many Americans were, uh, were buried, and it's just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of uh, markers. And you see how many uh, how many service people lost their lives there. So let's uh, pause for a minute sometime during the day and remember these really, really um, brave soldiers and especially sailors who fought during World War II. So well said. Um, Lamar, uh, switching gears here a little bit, um, I do believe we have something for you. Hey, gang. Yes. from Wisconsin. I'm just wondering what Lamar thought of the finale of The Golden Bachelor I knew he had said after the one episode that it was dead to him, just dead to him. But the other day he did mention, just said something about the Golden Bachelor, but did not say much about it. Anyway, I'm just wondering what Lamar thought of the finale and what Gary did to Lindsay. Have a great day. 
Lamar, take it away. Take it away. I did, I did say the Golden Bachelor was dead to me because I was so offended by these ladies in the most beautiful evening gowns having stomach distress and sharing it with us. I, I don't need to know that. That's not my business. That's your business. And that's why they put doors on restrooms, okay? I'm sorry. I don't want to hear about that. But I did follow this, and I'm with Gary, man. I'm with Gary. And he breaks it down. And I thought, I thought, just like Leslie thought, it was going to be her. He said those words, I love you. She said, I love you. So she's thinking, this is her, this is her, this is her. Problem for Leslie was very needy. Leslie was very, very needy. And where she lived, I don't think she was prepared to move. And I think that was going to be a problem. I was against Teresa. I was, I was, I was against her. She was my last pick. But I've become Team Teresa because everything's working out good. So romance. I am so been- I'm so glad you had to say those words and not me. <laughs> I am on Team Bob, Teresa. Lamar, you don't even know. I was just sitting here and thinking to myself, no one else knows this, but this is one of the greatest moments of Bob Lacey's life. It is. It is. <laughs> I know. It's like send they them in, coach. Send they them look in. good together. They look good together. They really, really yeah. do. And of course, now that he has become the golden bachelor and he's got his wife that or he's engaged to or whatever, here comes the tabloids. They're all coming after him. He's not what we thought he was. Blah, 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 blah. I promise you, you are not the golden bachelor that they have not researched you. They've tracked you back. They, everything you've ever done, the CIA, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> they know. Okay, ABC did not put him up there if he was a terrible person. He's not. So, And he's handling all that very well. All those interviews, they try to bring up this kind of stuff, and he'll just laugh, and he'll say, you know, they say the funniest things about me. And he said, I can't wait to see what I've done, you know. And he just, you know, you know it don't phase him. It doesn't phase him. But everybody's thinking that Leslie – is going to find her way into be the golden bachelorette. I predicted that's coming. Yeah. Because she was ticked. I mean, she was ticked. She was ticked. She was mad. She was, oh, man, she was the woman scorned. And I think that may work out for her. I just love sitting here listening to the two of you hens chew the (laughs) fat out of the golden bachelor. I've got a chainsaw to oil. <laughs> we got morons in the news coming up. Comedian Alex Valudo. It's Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Tonight, it's Bob and Sherry. Well, if you just tuned in, Sherry was just making fun of Lamar and me for talking about the uh, finale <laughs> of The Golden Bachelor. <clears throat> and you know what I find really, really fascinating? Um, I had a friend, I've mentioned this, I think once before, and the the woman who lived next door to him, she had some money and she and her husband divorced. And I guess she was in her fifties, something like that. And my friend wasn't dating her or anything like that, but they were next door neighbors. They were both single and, you know, they get together for a drink on the uh, deck or whatever, every once in a while. And, uh, so he said, so, um, are you seeing somebody? And she said, well, I have a couple of gentlemen callers, you know, that, you know, stop by every once in a while. 
And he said, but aren't you lonely? You know, every night, you know, there's not a guy there. And she laughed out loud. And she said, oh, are you asking me if I want another man in my life at my age right now? She said, that is the last thing in the world that I want. <laughs> and she said, I just don't, I just don't need somebody that uh, is, you know, looking to see what I'm doing. Somebody who might be needy because you were mentioning that the Golden Bachelor said no to one woman because she appeared to be needy, right? At that point that in a man's life or a woman's life, the very last thing you need is somebody who's needy. Because yeah. you, you, if it's anything like me, you have had needy people on, on your butt for you know a good part of your life. And then you get to the golden years and you pick up another needy one? Needy. I mean, I, I look at my own situation. I certainly wasn't the Golden Bachelor's age. Uh, when Mary and I got married, but, uh, you know, I was no spring chicken and, and she took me on and that has always been, and believe me, when you marry Bob Lacey, you're taking something on that has always been an amazement to me. I mean, I have my pluses, I have my charms, but, uh, you know, I also have my quirks and you just have to be able to groove, groove with that. So this guy's this guy's a lot older. I totally get uh, the whole I can't be with somebody needy. But also I look at all those women and I, I've only had a drive by with the Golden Bachelor. But I look at all those women and uh, I know it's a TV show where they're going to, you know, their their family's going to see them on TV and all that. But it's still you really want. He seems like a nice guy. but You really want to take a guy on again at your age, you're 70 years old or whatever. The reason that I wouldn't has nothing to do with the, with the guys or men in general. The reason that I'm on my last rodeo is, is because I am such a caretaker that even it doesn't matter who it is. I'm going to turn myself inside out to take care. Yeah. I don't want to do that yeah. anymore. Right, and since right. I know that I can't be trusted, I can't mm-hmm. trust myself to behave and not be a care, a caretaker. I need to just be alone. And so that's why I'm on my last rodeo. Y'all are fine. It's not, you know, your species. You're fine. And there's, I'm sure, a million women that would be happy to take you on. Not for me. Because of me, not because of you. Does that make sense? Yeah, hey, Bob, I mean, it's... It's, uh, the, it, it, yeah. me, it's that it's me, not you thing. You heard that, right? It it's me, oh, not you. you're right about that. <laughs> it is, though. You're right about... <laughs> it's me, not Yeah. You. <laughs> Yeah, the 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 cheesiest easy way out line of all time, probably. Well, oh, yeah. um, you know, I think Except it's kind it's of selfish true. on your part. I also think it's selfish that you haven't made me a spaghetti pie in a long time. So, oh lord, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, listen, I, 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 I wish Leslie I really like them. I wish Leslie the best on this thing. I hope she does become the Golden Bachelorette. And when they asked Sandra, 75, why? When she asked them, why did I get to be the Golden Bachelorette? I hope they say, when you cocked yourself up on that right hip in front of the camera and did what you did, you was dead to Lamar. You was dead to him. And everybody else in the audience, you're dead to us all. Okay. Leslie, she's a whiner, but at least she's a lady. You know? Yeah. I like this. Yeah. 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 Well, um, now I predicted that there was going to be in a cottage in the woods. 
Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, a I predicted there was going to be a Golden Bachelorette. I mean, that was like right out of the blue. Ha, has there been something dropped that there is going to be one? No, I but seen there, that there's, there's rumors. There's rumors about it. There's yeah. rumors about it. Listen, you this made money. This it. made money. It's not the right. end of this deal. Trust me. Yeah, I agree. All right. right. There we are. Now, it's Thursday, which means, of course, Gateway to the Weekend. We're going to do our live virtual happy hour on the Bob and Cherry Facebook page at 7 o'clock tonight. And since it's Thursday, we got a little throwback. Moron in the news for you coming up. It's Bob and Cherry. Morons in the News is sponsored by Lowe's. Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's knows pros. Check this out. We never seem to run out. Out of my way, you morons. Morons in the News with Bob and Cherry. (laughs) A small town in Italy has been dealing with a rash of tire puncturing, and the police have finally caught the culprit. After some of the tires were damaged more than once, residents thought it was possibly a mafia intimidation move or something similar. Could have been teenagers... But the tire culprit is now identified as Billy the Dog. Thanks to cops putting up surveillance cameras, Billy the Dog was seen biting tires on several cars. That's a tough dog, I gotta tell you. Woo! Vets said that Billy's behavior was probably due to a severe case of gingivitis, which made him bite the tires to relieve the pain. The owner will now be responsible for the uh, gingivitis, and he has to be responsible for all the tire damage, too. So this boy's looking at a lot of money because tires ain't cheap. But I hope Billy the dog does get some relief. You know, gingivitis was always one of those words from my childhood. Man, it was almost almost like quicksand. You know how everybody would say, oh, man, I hope I never get caught in quicksand. My mother was a dental hygienist, and the word gingivitis was floating around. You, you better brush. You get the gingivitis. And I'm not making fun of it. I'm sure it's just absolutely horrible. But did you ever know anybody who had the gingivitis? Everybody on no, TV but... was against it. <laughs> Always. And still, they still are. The yeah. name sounds pain- like it's painful and irritating. It does. Yeah, yeah. that's right. You're right, Lamar. It's on all of those uh, denture products on TV. Oh, yeah. Or toothpaste, or you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Lamar. Well, the woman that is considered one of Virginia's most arrested women is back behind bars, facing nearly two dozen new charges. Chelsea Stinger, 31, currently faces a total of 21 charges in Buckingham County Circuit Court, ranging from identity theft to drug possession. She was just in Albemarle County General District Court on a different set of charges. The newspaper described her as being jovial, even while standing in the court shackled by handcuffs and leg irons as the judge suspended several sentences but imposed a 30-day sentence on a charge of driving under the influence. Um, The paper says a state database shows that she has 63 arrests. Her number of arrests... Her number of arrests exceed those of anyone else I've ever heard of, local lawyer said. One of her most notable recent convictions involved stealing a scooter belonging to a nurse who was working at the University of Virginia Medical Center. She received a suspended sentence in that case, but was ordered to pay restitution to the nurse. Another past crime was she sent an innocent man to jail for two years. 
She allegedly <sighs> made up false rape allegations against the grocery store manager. The man was freed after the defense convinced the court she made up the story to make her boyfriend mad and jealous. Oh Stanger my has God. She's being held in the Piedmont Regional Jail on the latest charges. She's due back to court. You know, you really can't blame someone who's trying to set a record. Okay? I mean, God <laughs> bless her. Hey, maybe maybe you'll make the Guinness Book one day. I don't know. <laughs> how does that, that happen? Is, how, how does that somebody get arrested? That is such a distinction, isn't it? The most yeah, arrested totally. woman in Virginia. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, in honor of it being Throwback Thursday, uh, we have a special moron in the news story for you. So this goes out to anyone that thinks that people used to be better and that once upon a time people had more sense, that once upon a time people didn't do stupid stuff in public and get arrested. Let's go back to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, 1925, 98 years ago. A man named W.B. Kane dressed himself up at as Santa Claus and climbed on top of his horse and headed downtown. And you know how in The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, the Grinch tied some antlers to his little dog Max's head and made Max yeah. pull the sleigh? Can you all picture right. that? Yes. Mr. Kane tied a pair of antlers to the horse's head so that the horse would be disguised as a reindeer. So when police spotted Mr. Kane driving downtown on his antlered horse. They noticed that the animal was shaking its head over and over again in a frantic effort to detach the antlers because horses don't like them. So they pulled over Santa on his reindeer and they removed the antlers from the horse's head and they asked Mr. Kane what he was doing and he said, I got, I'm making some money doing an advertising stunt. This is 98 years ago. Now, either this fills you with despair because nothing has changed or yeah. it makes you feel better that people aren't getting more stupid. Which is it for you? I think things have not changed. Nope, <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. Sadly. Sadly, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So this one goes out to anyone who says social media, the Internet, smartphones, television, video games are making people stupid. Oh, folks, <laughs> we came that way from the factory. And that yes. is today's Morons in the News. Coming up, we have comedian Alex Voluto. We're going to take you down the rabbit, hole, the rabbit hole for the first day of Hanukkah. And how eggnog and the American Revolution came together. <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. I'm Private Kaylin Holloway um, from Daytona Beach, Florida. I'm with the 40th BEB here in Poland right now. Uh, I just want to wish my friends and family happy holidays. And I love you, Victoria, my wife, and I love you, Mom. Here's Bob and Sherry. So, Max, what do you have for us right now? Something uh, a little um, different? So, I found a very funny little clip of sound. Uh, this is, mm-hmm. uh, the show is live with Regis and Kelly, with the late Regis Philbin. Of course, Kelly is now doing the show with her husband. But this was right. this was his response to the release of the iPhone. Do you know what that big announcement is today with the iPod? Do you, no, what? Does anybody know what no. that is? what is it? What are we I, no, talking? I don't know. They're, they're speculating an iPhone, that you're going to be able to talk on the phone with your iPod. You know what? <laughs> Tell us why it's a bad it idea. Work, it's like the computer. It'll no, never take off. What are you going to do? Carry the phone? You carry the phone over here? Carry the no, iPod no, over there? No, carry no, the device. thing between it's your one legs? Thing. Stop it. One device. It's the it's one It's ridiculous. <laughs> Too many things to carry. That's the idea. It's one device. It's an iPod and a phone. No, I don't like it. <laughs> that was his character. 
That was his character, though. He was true to his character. And it, and it I don't worked. like it. <laughs> That's like never going to take off. <laughs> I, don't I remember when I got my first iPhone, I thought it was the most magical thing I'd ever owned in my life. I mean, it was I just... Remember, yeah, I remember I, I didn't get it right away, but I walked through a mall and there was an Apple store and a line that must have been about 100 deep. And somebody who was working with us at the station who was a techie guy, and he just came out with one, and he had the biggest smile on his face anybody could have. Well, I remember Bob and I were on a trip, and, um, and I sent uh, somebody a picture and showed Bob, and that was the first time that he'd seen that. Yeah. Because yeah. kids gather around, gather around the fire, kids. We haven't been able to send each other photos for all that long. Oh, sure, your entire life. But for most of us, that was new technology. Unless uh-huh. you're Regis. And then yeah. he never even looked at it. Because that's crap. Right. That's not going to take yeah. off. <laughs> right. It's Bob and Sherry. Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by Exergen. Accuracy matters. So make Exergen the chosen thermometer for your home and family. It is time now for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Let's bring on a paisan, Alex Valuto. I'm a member of many loyalty programs. <laughs> I'll tell you something. I've got 20,000 7-Eleven loyalty points. <laughs> yeah. should be more impressed. <laughs> And it's just because you don't know the conversion rate. <laughs> Here it is. You gotta spend one dollar at 7-Eleven to earn one point. <laughs> Thank you. I'm putting my proper shrift. You're good at math. That's enough for a down payment on a house in 2017. <laughs> Guess what? I've never redeemed any of the points. You want to know why? Every time I walk into any 7-Eleven and I go to the register, the cashier is always like, you have 20,000 points. (laughs) And I like getting that kind of respect. It makes me feel like an Old West outlaw coming into a new town where my reputation has preceded me. Diet Coke on the counter, 44 ounce, it's the third one of the day. (laughs) The lady at the counter, she says, do you have a loyalty number with us? And I just chuckle to myself, I say, this must be your first day. (laughs) Yes, I do have a loyalty number with you, ma'am. It's uh, 801-638-3940. My actual phone number. <laughs> Use it at 7 Eleven to get me points. <laughs> Don't redeem any, or I'll hunt you down and kill you. <laughs> and the lady at the counter, she puts my number in her computer, and I see her face. As my account comes up, she goes, Oh, my stars! I'd heard tell the legend of you, but I didn't reckon it was true. And I just humbly tip my hat and I go, You better believe it, little lady. 
They call me the big gulp kid. And she says, well, you should redeem some points, mister. You got 20,000. I reckon you have enough to get the taquito. You could have the single taquito that's been rolling on our grill since Tuesday last. And I say, I don't do it for the taquitos, ma'am. I don't do it for that dusty hot dog you got on there neither. That hot dog looks like it's been through some travails. That, that hot dog reminds me a lot of myself. I'm always rolling along, but never seeming to move forward. Discarded by everyone and dangerously dehydrated. Truth be told, ma'am, if I wanted to redeem any points, I'd have to use your app, and I forgot my password a long time. to buy this here establishment. <laughs> Believe you me, I will be its benevolent proprietor. <laughs> but if you'll excuse me, I must hit the road. I've got a kidney stone I need to pass. <laughs> that is Alex. That is Alex Bluto. We'll get that posted up at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Just click the menu tab and look for Everyone Needs a Laugh. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry store. We know the holidays are coming. Don't wait till the last minute, then you'll straight be bumming. So come on down and check out the Mother of All Mothers merch. So easy to buy, you won't have to search. With very stylish tote bags, night shirts, and mugs. When you give them as a gift, you're sure to get hugs. The Bob and Sherry store is really the bomb. Find it open 24-7 at bobandsherry.com. Hello, I'm Captain Howie from the 112th Mobile Public Affairs Detachment, Wisconsin Army National Guard. I'm sending my holiday greetings to my friends and family back home. Here's Bob and Sherry. I'm trying so hard to be a good person and a good husband, but sometimes like an evil thought gets into my head. I'm sitting here doing the show with y'all, and all of a sudden I'm smelling like something is cooking in in the oven and i'm going what is going on with that maybe she's heating up something for breakfast or something and it's it's still cooking and it's cooking and i'm going i wonder if she turned on didn't realize it and there's an old you know plate in there with some grease on it i ought to take a look and see what's in there and i opened up the oven and i very this is one and a half seconds i saw two items and they looked like loaves of bread and i and i pushed the thing closed and i went oh my god oh my god if she's baking bread you probably just killed it 
It's going to fall and it's your fault. And for a split second, I'm going through my mind. She comes in and she says, did you open the oven door? And for a split second, I said, no, I, I don't know. What are you talking? There's something in there. I've been smelling it. But, and then I said to myself, you cannot do that. You cannot do that. You just have to be a man and say, yeah, I thought something was burning. And then she'll kick my ass. And then she bakes some more bread. So she came in and when we were in a break and she's standing over me and I went, hi, what's going on? She goes, I just, I'm cooking some sweet potatoes. Later on, you can have it for lunch. Oh, great. That's, <laughs> is that what that was? Oh, oh that's, that's going to be great. And then I go overdoing it. I was just thinking about sweet potatoes. I would love to have a sweet potato. Is that a thing? Suppose that was bread. No. Does that actually, no. does that the kill it when scam, you open up? Biggest scam mama's ever done. Oh, my gosh. Really? I can remember. Yes. We lived in a single wide trailer. My mom, I think she'd just be getting tired of my crap because I'd be in the living room watching Wild Wild West and me and Jim was fighting Dr. Loveless and I'm bouncing around, jumping <laughs> on the couch. And I mean, you know, I'm shooting. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the whole deal. And, I, and it's, you know, trailers rocking back and forth and whatever. My mom would say, hey, 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 I got a coconut cake in this uh, oven. If you don't sit down, it's going to fall. And if you cause this cake to fall, I'm going to get your ass. And so I sit down and I'm reading a book. I'm watching TV. She keep me there for about two hours. I never did get the coconut cake, but by God, I was still. It was a scam. It's all a it scam. A you ain't going to make it's a scam. Chariot, is it not a scam? The noise. I've never heard of noise making a cake fall. I mean, you if you open the oven, you can do that, but. Lamar, I think it was a scam to keep you quiet because you're jumping around that trailer, knocking it around on its foundations. <laughs> yeah, that woman had yeah. enough. A little research I, I shows agree. that it's a scam because Even opening, points, opening up is well, a scam. Don't, Open. Be careful. Be careful about what you're doing with that, because that's more than just noise that you're dealing with. You're dealing with a pressure change on that. But but even mm-hmm. in that, that's not that big a deal. It says in here. Have you ever been in a quiet kitchen, you know, like a commercial kitchen? The answer is no. This is a total scam. But I I was told this by my mother mm. and my grandmother. Mm. But no. Uh-uh. Mm. Was it to keep you quiet? Like what was an yes. example of what they were trying? Oh, it was. Yeah. And, and in fact, on wow. one site that I looked on, it gives you some re- things that would make your cake not cook correctly and it would be like your eggs are too cold or there's not enough flour or any one of a number of those things but none of them had anything about noise well that never happened in my house because i knew that an entomans uh cake could not fall in that box (laughs) there was no way my mother was gonna fool me at all man we kept a cake we kept a cake all the time coconut cake but i've told y'all this before if the cake stayed there too long and with me around, it really didn't happen that often. But if it stayed there too long, you get down to them last couple of pieces and I'd go in and look at it. It'd be a little fuzzy, like a little bit of mold on top of it. Uh, <laughs> especially with coconut cake or a German chocolate. I tell my mama, I say, mama, I said, there's, she goes, listen, that's what penicillin's made out of. Just go ahead and eat it. You'll be fine. <laughs> They make they make penicillin out of mold. That's what penicillin is. And so I thought I was it was medicinal. <laughs> Lamar, Medicine cake. I swear Look to at God, you, Lamar. Your 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 life in in the in the single wide man. That's a TV show. 
Honest to God, that is a TV show. It's like my name is Earl on steroids. You know what Where we did? This? You know, you know what we did every three years, and I never knew anybody did this. Every three years, we painted the trailer. Is that right? We changed color. Yeah, we painted the trailer every three years. We changed changed colors and whatever. Yeah, we paint the trailer. And the, the, outside, the outside or the inside? Yeah, the outside. The outside. Outside. No, the inside. Yeah. Inside. Uh, that's for paneling. That's the, but we painted the outside of the trailer. You wouldn't want to cover that. <laughs> How many? Listen, uh, I I I know the answer to this. How many bathrooms for the family? It was very convenient. We had one in the middle. Like in the middle. you walked yeah. out of the living room, you could walk from the living room to the kitchen in about three good strides. Then you would walk into me and Troy's ba- uh, bedroom with a sliding door, and then you would walk into the bathroom. And when you left the bathroom, you'd walk into mom and daddy's room. So the living area was it. was the kitchen slash living room. That's that's where all kitchen of the, dining uh, room. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not and a lot did of privacy. Your mom- did your mom live there like her whole her whole time until she passed? No, no, uh, no, 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 no. When I was in, uh, I was probably in the fourth grade. We built a brick brick house across the road and uh, moved up on the hill. We lived in a brick house. Huh? But we well, li- you we, never the told we stayed us the about that time dad- you got fancy. You yeah. never told us about yeah. that. My dad worked construction, so he had he would take the trailer, but you know wherever that he was had construction. So, yeah. But now he had so quit had traveling when I was born, so oh, we so underpinned the, the trailer like we had money. We <laughs> underpinned it. So your mom and dad and Troy would travel where his jobs yes. took him. Oh, that's yes. interesting. Okay. Yep. Well, folks, um, listen, I don't know if you should eat moldy cake or not. Uh, people's Movie <laughs> okay. Critic's okay. But we're hesitant yeah. to, you know, put that kind of public health info out there. Y'all make your own judgments. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry, go. Today marks the first night of Hanukkah, so we wish a glorious celebration to all of our friends in the Jewish faith and community who are celebrating. And every year we like to give Adam Sandler his moment in the sun because he really is the only person, I think, up to this moment to write a chart-topping smash song for Hanukkah. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks very much. Um, well, uh, when, when I was a kid, uh, th- th- this time of year always, always made me feel a little left out because uh, uh, in school there were so many Christmas songs, and all us Jewish kids had was the song Dreidel, Dreidel, Dreidel. And uh, so uh, I wrote a brand new Hanukkah song for you Jewish kids to sing, and I hope you like it. <clears throat> Put on your yarmulke, here comes Hanukkah. So much Hanukkah to celebrate Hanukkah. Hanukkah is the festival of lights. Instead of one day of presents, we have eight crazy nights. <laughs> but when you feel like the only kid in town without a Christmas tree, here's a list of people who are Jewish, just like you and me. <laughs> David Lee Roth lights the menorah. So do Kirk Douglas, James Kahn, and the late Dinah Shura. Guess who eats together at the Carnegie Deli? 
Bowser from Shanana, and Arthur Fonzarelli. <laughs> Paul Newman's half Jewish, and Goldie Hawn's half too. Put them together, what a fine looking Jew. <laughs> you can spin a dreidel with Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock, both Jewish. <laughs> Put on your yarmulke, here comes Hanukkah, the owner of the Seattle Supersonica, celebrate Hanukkah. O.J. Simpson, not a Jew, <laughs> but guess who is? Hall of Famer Rod Carew, he, he converted. <clears throat> we got Ann Landers and her sister, dear Abby, Harrison Ford's a quarter Jewish. Not too shabby. <laughs> Some people think that Ebenezer Scrooge is. Well, he's not, but guess who is? All three Stooges. <laughs> oh, boy. So, so many Jews are in showbiz. Tom Cruise isn't, but I think his agent is. <laughs> Tell your friend Veronica, it's time to celebrate Hanukkah. I hope I get a harmonica on this lovely, lovely Hanukkah. So drink your gin and tonica, but don't smoke marijuana. If you really, really want to have a happy, 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 happy Hanukkah. Happy that was the world premiere performance of Adam Sandler's Hanukkah. We'll post it up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook if you want to grab it. Coming up on the show today, the thrilling and exciting story of eggnog, which played a bigger part in America's history than you would ever imagine. It's Bob and Sherry. Happy hour tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Happy first day of Hanukkah, everyone. I, I want to share a little story. When my youngest was little, before she was old enough to give her life and our entire family's lives to competition dance, um, she auditioned for and was cast in the Jewish Community Center's holiday presentation of Fiddler on the Roof. And it was a wonderful production. And my daughter had the best experience. Took her to rehearsal every day after school. Picked her up every night. So happy. So into the story. Couldn't wait to tell me every detail about Tevier and his daughters. And just and all the historical parts of Fiddler on the Roof. She would say, Mom, did you know that this really happened? And really incredible. So at the end of it, you know, when the last performance has been done and it's all finished, she comes to me and says, Mommy, I think I want to be Jewish. And I was like, well, honey, let's talk about that. Here I'm thinking, you know, that my little one has had this spiritual awakening in her heart. And like, talk to me about what it is about, what it is about the Jewish faith that is calling to you. And so we're talking about it. And now I'm going to tell you why my daughter wanted to convert to Judaism. At the Jewish Community Center, they had a room with vending machines. And in one of those vending machines, they had bags of miniature Oreo cookies. And my child had never seen that in a vending machine before. 
And she told me, she said, because when you're Jewish, you have tiny Oreo cookies in the vending machine. (laughs) Sherry, Sherry, I've often said the right combination of salt, sugar, and fat. That combination, it can change your life. It really can. And that's the Oreo. That's the Oreo. Well, you haven't lived till your eight-year-old says... But, Mom, that's how you know they're God's chosen people. (laughs) So I want to thank the J for giving my daughter an extraordinary experience in community theater and for opening, if not her heart, then certainly her stomach to the possibilities. And that's what makes little kids amazing because they see the world with different kinds of eyes. Happy Hanukkah, everybody. It's Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate. Happy hour, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Tonight, it's Bob and Sherry. Oh, it is talk back time. You can call us on the phone at 844-52-SHERRY. That's 844-52-SHERI. Or if you have our app, which is free in Google Play in the Apple Store, you can use it to listen to the show every day and all of our podcasts, including the Oddcast, Talking Lamar, and True Weird Stuff. You can text the studio and enter contests and send videos. And you can tap the little microphone at the bottom center of the screen and talk. And the app will do the rest. Hi, you guys. This is Patsy from Maine. I'm one of your biggest fans. I wanted to say I was listening to the Bucky's episode from December 1st. And when Lamar was talking about the Napoleon movie, it was funny to me that he said, you shouldn't watch it if you don't like horses being blown apart. And the funny part is Napoleon's last name is Bonaparte. And I don't know if he heard that he made that fun rhyme. I just thought it was really entertaining and couldn't wait to call. I will continue to listen. I love you all. I wish I could take credit. I wish I could take credit. You didn't. You no. should. I go no. ahead and do it. No, I didn't. I, in fact, I'm going to start calling her before I write my reviews because that was, <laughs> I don't know how I missed that. I don't know. I feel like an idiot. It was such a good opportunity. Oh, <laughs> poor horse. Uh, poor horse. We've got another talk back. Hey, Bob, mm. Sherry, Max, Sock, and Lamar. Um, I love Lamar's review of Napoleon. My husband and I went to go see it this past week and we loved it. There were multiple <laughs> laugh out loud moments for us. Um, And I also thought it was odd that nobody spoke French or had a French accent, but that's besides the point of my call. Um, My husband was telling a co-worker, you know, me and my wife are going to go see Napoleon tonight. He's like, oh, okay. Um, Is it about Napoleon Dynamite or Napoleon the Painter? Um, Neither. Um, this is also the same co-worker that did not know why we celebrated the 4th of July. Um, he was homeschooled. So maybe there should be some more parameters around homeschooling. Um, anyways, love you guys. Um, I'm not going to bust only on homeschooling, Napoleon. but I got to tell I'm you, not either. Uh, we, we, we have to teach, whether it's public school or in the home, we have got to teach history in this country. Because well, here's the problem. Only, awful. The only Napoleon they missed was the pastry. Like that is, it's really depressing. <laughs> yeah, or the ice cream. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's Neapolitan. 
Yeah. See, it's that's just one. See, okay, it's, okay, it's okay, okay, enough. okay. You see this? This is an example. Somebody asked me, so what do you think about homeschooling? I said, it's great, but I can't do it. I mean, I, I right. would have homeschooled somebody, honestly, <clears throat> that would have even, yeah. See, I would have had them eat Napoleon ice cream. I, that's what I'm saying. I, <laughs> I, I can't be homeschooled. I, I can't. I could have handled World War II. That's what they would come out of, 12 years of education. <laughs> they'd, they'd be real good with World War II, but nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how people do that. All right. Well. Um, I, I mean, who wouldn't love a sequel to Napoleon Dynamite? Who wouldn't love to see where Pedro is today, right? It's, and been, Uncle Rico. it's been talked about. It has been. Really? Uh-huh. Scary. Don't mess with, it is scary. Don't mess with perfection. Don't mess it's, with perfection. You know, right? Max once said that was a perfect movie. I remember him saying that. And I yes. kind of agree with you. If you're messing with part two, I don't know. I don't know. It's not going to be as quirky. It. Don't do it. Right. Because. Rest on the laurels. Rest on them. I, I mean, I can kind of sort of understand if you're not like a history buff and you only had one unit on Napoleon <laughs> in seventh grade. No, no, stop. No, it. I want to no. give people, I want to give people the benefit of the doubt. I do. If they don't because know if I Genghis don't, Khan, Bob. okay. But Napoleon? So, so when you're hearing Napoleon complex used in conversation, what are you thinking to yourself? <laughs> what? You're, you're, you're thinking tater, you're tots. Tater, tater tots. Tater tots. Tater tots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I got, I've got the Napoleon complex. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, speaking, speaking of Napoleon, they just sold his hat. Actually, the real Napoleon's hat just went on the block. And uh, I have the price that somebody paid. Yes. Let's salute the great leader. And we're going to uh, kick that around with uh, more of Napoleon. <laughs> and Neapolitan. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't blown apart. He was bone apart. I don't like the strawberry part of Napoleon. I don't like the I strawberry either. part of Napoleon. I, I, I always, I leave it. It's Bob and Sherry. This PSC Javante Ross. I'm assigned to 40 BNB Alpha Company. I'm originally for Columbia, South Carolina. I like to wish my family and friends all around the world happy holidays. Shout out to the me. Here's Bob and Sherry. Okay, so right now we're going to talk about Napoleon's hat. And you'll like it, all right? I'm very excited about talking about Napoleon's hat. I will. Napoleon blown apart, which one of our listeners uh, commented on with Lamar's review of the movie. Um, it's It just went on the auction block. Uh, before I tell you, and you can guess what it's worth, I never understood Napoleon's hat because here's this guy. He's the emperor, right? And he's not an emperor, uh, at least in the movie. Uh, that, you know, is staying in, in Paris and sending... He's he's there. Now, he was not, in reality, leading the charge. But uh, he was overseeing, and, you know, he could have gotten the cannonball to take him out or something like that. He was, he was a, I guess, a brave guy. If, if you're going into battle and you're riding fast on a horse and you've got your sword swinging and all that, why would you wear a hat that has absolutely no aerodynamic... Uh, construction at all. 
the wind resistance on that hat had to slow the horse down a little bit, don't you think? I mean, you feel it goes feel sideways. He would need a chin strap of some sort. Don't you, you would feel think like to keep it on? <laughs> well, it goes sideways. It goes sideways, and the wind comes at it. And you know, it's it's ridiculous. If he had just turned it the other way, it would be streamlined, <laughs> and and he could. Ch- <laughs> Am, am I making too much out of Napoleon's hat? No, listen, the Chiquita, the Chiquita banana lady would say, hi, you keeping that on your head. I mean, I, I'm just telling yeah. you. The, and most is... everybody else wore that wore their hats straight ahead, okay? A lot of his straight people ahead. were straight right. ahead. Now, he right. had an even bigger hat than they did, and he turned it sideways. Sideways. I mean, it's sideways. Yeah. So it is like a billboard saying, here I am. There's nobody Excellent. else on the battlefield yep. that has this hat. Come get Boy. me if you want me. I mean, oh, my God. I would not wear it. I would not no. wear that hat like that. And all of his hats, there was there were a bunch of them. I've seen pictures yeah. of them. Yeah. They were all yeah. the big sideways thing. It reminds <laughs> me of that shot of the guy at Fenway Park with a baseball hat, uh, hat turned backwards, and then he's using his hand to block the sun. Napoleon, <laughs> you're, you're getting no you know, sunblock. With that thing, and they didn't have, you know, sunscreen back then. My God, I bet his face was a mess. Now here's this something that was is in the movie. another example of like how military uniforms in the olden days did not make sense. I mean, yeah. the red coats are coming. What right. was easier to spot moving across the landscape <laughs> than a swarm of British gentlemen in bright red, <laughs> right. bright red frock coats with brass buttons? Like they didn't yeah. used to think about strategy. They thought about style. They were like right. TikTok influencers <laughs> more than and then, they were military generals. And then they met the swamp fox, Francis Marion, with his men <laughs> hiding in the swamp, wearing yeah. coonskin caps and, and you know, buckskin and you couldn't see them and they come out and those guys were really good shots and you're right <laughs> sherry there's a guy standing there with her and and supposedly the english wore those red outfits because if one got hit the blood came out it wouldn't bum out his friend they wouldn't see the blood i really think they could i mean i yeah you're gonna know him laying on the ground and give me a clue he's in, laying on the yeah ground. well that's true all right, back to Napoleon's hat now. Um, just so Does this hat that you're talking about, does it have a bullet hole in it? Because um, it in the say. movie, it shows him getting a bullet hole shot through his hat. I don't think that's true. I think it's part of the movie. Sorry, go ahead. I think it is, too. Yeah, I think it is, too. How much do you think it went for, the hat? 750000 That is a very good guess. Sure. Dang! I'm going to go with half a million. Okay, so you went low and max? I know how much. So I, I did. You, I, oh, you know, yeah, how, I much? know how much? Okay. Is Doc, is Doc uh, working on something else or is Doc with us right now? I know how much it was. Oh, you know how much it was? You know he knows. Well, yeah, uh, yeah uh, you two guys are, are low. It went for $2.1 million. Dang. Whoa. Yeah. That's a lot of, that's a lot of uh, francs. But you know what? If you if you've got a hundred million dollars and you know you got your man cave, if you have a freaking man cave, is that not the ultimate thing hey, to Bob. put on the wall? Hey Bob, yeah. you do know that right now someone is sitting listening to this and going, 
I don't remember the part where Napoleon had a hat. Was it a prom? Idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's Idiot. Very true. I, I don't remember Idiot. that scene. <laughs> it's Bobby. I, I can't do the show for him. Can you believe this is sponsored by State Farm? Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Cherry's. I don't believe this. Shit. I thought we could talk about eggnog for a minute because eggnog, it turns out, is an important part of America's revolutionary history. And I bet you didn't know that. So, um, Lamar, it sounds like you're an eggnog fan. Are you? No. No. I've tried. Not at all. Can't do it. Do we have any? You like it or you don't. How about you, Bob Max Doc? Do we have any eggnog lovers? I'll have uh, one uh, cup with a little bit of uh, whiskey in it at Christmas if we have it in the house. But I wouldn't go out for a special uh, pickup to get eggnog. So, like, one cup is enough for me. Max or Doc, anybody? Yeah. Any eggnog lovers? No. Yep. Yep. Um, my, my ex this time of the year, he drinks eggnog by the gallon. And in the beginning of our relationship, I was like, that's really bad for you. But then, but then I got some life insurance on him and I was like, tis the season. <laughs> I knew that where that was going, Sherry. I knew where Have it was another. going. Have <laughs> another. Yes. And now that, I'm you know. I'm going to go to Costco. I'm going to Costco and get you some eggnog. Well, now that we're consciously uncoupled, I, I like to make sure that this time of the year he receives a gift of eggnog and nothing but the yeah, finest. I bet. Yeah. So um, the exact origins of eggnog are kind of murky, but back in the 13th century in England, it was the drink of aristocrats. And why uh-huh. wouldn't it be? It has egg and cream and whiskey or brandy in it in the old English recipe. And those were all things that like the rich people have. So Mm -hmm. the word nog is an old English word for very strong beer. And then noggin is a little cup that they used to drink their beer out of. Now Mm -hmm. we come to the American colonies where the settlers referred to any drink that was thick or creamy as a grog, which is something we think of as stuff pirates drink, right? But it was grog. So eggnog, um, eggnog was so popular in the colonies that a close friend of George Washington, who was a minister in Maryland, wrote a poem about eggnog. And and in that poem, he writes about a, a man who um, drinks 30 raw eggs and a glass of eggnog and follows it up with brandy. And his, be- his bestie, George Washington, served eggnog at Mount Vernon. And it was allegedly spiked so heavy that it was considered an act of courage to drink George Washington's eggnog. Is that right? It had George Washington's eggnog had eggs, cream, brandy, whiskey, Jamaican rum, and sherry in it. So basically the first president of the United States of America was serving Long Island iced tea to the other founding fathers (laughs) at Mount Vernon. Sherry, everybody should tune in to Talking Lamar at this coming up week, I'm going to put the complete recipe and how to make George Washington's eggnog. The whole complete oh, you're recipe. Kidding. Perfect. Really? Yes. So, 
So listen, during the holidays in um, the colonies where people would get a break from the brutal grind of scratching out a living and they would really celebrate with um, a lot of like revelry, you know, parties and rich foods and feasting and all of that. That's when eggnog really took off in the colonies, because if there was one thing we had here, it was eggs and cream. Now, the difference between the early colonists and their British uh, relatives, we didn't have cheap brandy or whiskey. But what we did have was loads and loads of cheap rum. And that's why American eggnog tends to be made with rum and not brandy or whiskey. Because that's what the colonists had. Now, in the early, early days, they would serve it to you warm. So I want you to imagine a warm, rum-heavy cup of eggnog. But before you go, ew, gross, no. Also imagine that you're sitting in a wood frame house in Massachusetts in December in the year 1781 with no central heat and no North Face jacket and no Ugg slippers, you are freezing your cojones off and you are very glad that someone just handed you a hot, thick cup of rum-spiked goo. Now we serve it cold. Yeah, now we serve it cold. But it's the same egg, sugar, milk, cream, and some sort of alcohol. So don't miss Talking Lamar for the recipe for George Washington's eggnog. We'll get the history of the stuff posted up on the Bob and Cherry Facebook This is Bob and Sherry. At the Bob and Sherry Show, everyone knows that Bob Lacey is the self-proclaimed mayor of Christmas Village because of his great Christmas spirit. I've just decided not to send out Christmas cards. Bob, Bob, Bob. Well, the mayor of Christmas Village wants Bob and Sherry listeners all over the land to get all the presents this year. Of course, Bob won't actually be buying the gifts. Bob, Bob, Bob. But you already knew that. Presenting the 12 Days of Christmas. We'll select one lucky listener to win a Bob and Sherry swag box, since Bob's not actually paying for it. Bob, Bob, Bob. We're just going to grab a few things off the shelf and send them to you. There are water bottles, coffee mugs, grocery bags, beach balls, pens, keychains, and more. A lot of stuff you can buy at the Bob and Sherry store at bobandsherry.com. It's a 12 Days of Christmas celebration. Bob Lacey style. Just enter at the contest page at bobandsherry.com. Hello, I'm Paloma Vivas and I am a Dodea assistant principal at Western Middle School here in Okinawa, Japan. I would like to wish a very special holiday season to all of our friends and family in Pico Rivera, California. Here's Bob and Sherry. I was driving on the interstate for about four and a half hours over the weekend and I live in a state where there are a lot of billboards. I mean, if you live in Vermont and Maine, some Hawaii, you know, they don't allow billboards. But uh, where I live, they they have billboards. And most of them are uh, personal injury lawyers. Um, I I don't know how people are driving around where I live, but they must be crashing into each other all the time because there is a personal injury lawyer billboard about every mile. I I, I was going to say some uh, 100 feet, but about every mile there is one. There are also a lot of billboards that say, are you prepared to spend eternity in hell with a question mark and nothing else on it? And, and you know, that's very disturbing. There's a few political <laughs> ones, but the one that jumped out at me was this. 
All it said, and it did not tie into any product, all it said was, don't flush anything down your toilet except toilet paper. And you know, it, that's a great public service. It really is, because you shouldn't. But I'm thinking, who had so much money that they could get up there and, and be a crank in front of the world that's passing by? I have such admiration for whoever the person was that bought that billboard. There was no tie-in to a plumbing company. It was just saying, don't flush anything except toilet paper down your toilet, which you should it's not. not as, it's not as fun as don't scream, call Hakeem. I think he's <laughs> a personal injury lawyer. Yeah. What is? <laughs> I saw his too. He's still going strong, Hakeem. So anyway, thank you to that person. I've known people that put everything. They, they put bobby pins. They put uh, Q-tips. <clears throat> Don't do that. You're going you're gonna to pay for it. It's Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. Deb's with us. Um, Deb, you got overserved. What happened to you? Um, everybody's at my house for Christmas. Um, we're opening presents. It's Christmas Day night. Mm-hmm. And there was a candle lit on the dining room table. And my brother-in-law, um, there's some paper on the table, and it started on fire. So everybody's trying to put it out. Mm-hmm. And my mom goes, well, you need another candle lit around here. And I says, I said, well, it's my damn house, and I'll have as many candles lit as I want. Well, that was it. Here we go. Everybody started arguing. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and I got mad, and I punched the cabinet in the kitchen, broke my wedding ring, Later found out I broke my hand. Oh, wow. Everybody left mad, left their gift. Um, my husband took me and my two kids, they were eight and ten at the time, to the emergency room. So I'm in the emergency room two hours Christmas day, night. Get oh, my wow. Jeb, how much, how much did you have? How, who was over And what were you it? drinking? What were you drinking? I was over serving myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're a good hostess. <laughs> yeah. We she were is. drinking shots of snobs in the basement. Yeah. All right. Kind of an old-fashioned mom I, I, I and an like old-fashioned Christmas. You were Christmas. doing it in the, in the basement. Were you yeah. trying to hide it from people? Yeah. Oh, no. We were all down here. You were all down in the basement. I see. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What, what do any of us think is going to happen when we drink shots? Like, shots are the fastest way to drunk town. Now, Deb, now, Deb uh, you, um, you, you broke a ring, a cabinet, and your hand. And, and you punched the cabinet. Now, are, is this very unusual for you? Do you have a bit of a, uh, of a temper? Well, yeah, I do have a temper. Yeah. I uh, sense I, that about you, that you were, you were a fiery sort of woman. I am. Yeah. Very. Very fiery. I don't I don't need the liquor to make me fiery. No, you come by that naturally. But then this just amps it up a little bit. Are you still married to the same man? Oh, yes. You are? God bless. That's great. I Actually, I quit two years later. I quit drinking, period, for 13 years. For 13 years? Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't drink shots anymore. I drink wine. Yay, Sherry. Yay. <laughs> Yay, Deb, my people. All right, Deb. Now, you're still smoking, though, right? Yeah, how do you know that? We can know. hear it. In yeah, we can, yeah, can hear it. But that's okay. I mean, it's your choice, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not, you know you know me. I don't I, I don't uh, lecture people about stuff. Live and, you know, live and let live. Okay. <laughs> um, did you ever apologize to your mom, or did she ever apologize to you? Yes, I did. I The next day... Um, I took everybody's gifts and delivered them myself. Was that hard to do? Very. Because yeah. you had your hand all casted or bandaged yeah, up, yeah, right? Yeah, here I am with a cast on my hand. Look what this idiot did. Were they nice to you, though? 
Um, kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Well, you got went home and went down to the basement and had a few shots. Trying to get over it. <laughs> oh, Deb. Yeah, no, Deb. I didn't. <laughs> All right. Well, God bless. Is your mom still alive? Yes, she is. Good. That's good. And the ring, you got that repaired, of course. Yes, I did. Uh, it's not easy to break a precious metal or no, a stone like no, that. That was really You can off. throw some kind of a mean punch. Yeah. How's your hand these days? It gets a little achy when it's uh, rainy? Just a little bit. A little oh, bit. All right. Deb. Listen, give you the jingle. Thanks stage. for calling. Yeah. There she goes. Happy hour tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. People tell me I do stuff wrong all the time. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I was doing all right on taking a bath. And now I see that I'm not. All right. <laughs> wait, wait, Lamar. Take- wait, 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 wait. You leaving I've your never, clothes on? <laughs> I have never had another human being say to me, people tell me all the time I'm doing stuff wrong. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I've never heard I mean, anybody say I'm taking a bath wrong. Well, I, you, I thought are the you same putting, thing. Is there water in the tub? Because I feel like that's a critical step. You got your shoes on, you know? <laughs> no, but if you're not careful, the bath could damage your health. You have to be careful, okay? All right, getting in the tub is a lot of fun. It's a real treat. But experts have shared that you could be damaging your health by luxuriating in the bath for too long. There's an optimum time for both male and female to bathe, Okay. Now, we all agree, nothing feels better than a long, hot, relaxing bath. But if the bath is too long, you could be hurting yourself. As tempting as it is to just luxuriate in the tub for hours with a good book, you can still stay too long. They did an experiment, and they involved 10 men, 10 women, separately, who took baths of varying lengths, and they rated how they felt afterwards based on a number of factors. The study okay. showed that 22 minutes is the optimum length of time to spend in the bath in order to feel really relaxed, still mm-hmm. hydrated, and mm-hmm. sleepy. According okay. to the study, if you bathe for more than 27 minutes, you may get out of the bath feeling not so good, maybe uh a little dizzy, lethargic, and hmm. you could also be dehydrated, okay? Huh. If you stay in the bath long enough, and if it's a hot bath, you will be dehydrated. Now, it was uncovered that baths impact men and women different. Women have a better night's sleep after a longer bath, around 30 minutes long, okay? Hmm. okay. Men sleep better after 19 minutes in the tub, Okay. That's, that's when you get your sleepiest, your most relaxed, but everything is still good. Those Time who out. felt the most... Time out. Go ahead. Is there any dimension of life where men can't get it done in less time? Like, is there anything where y'all need a little more time than we do? Well, like the way we look at it, it here, here's the way we look at it, Sherry. We started the same time as you did. So. Oh, my gosh. Lamar, I do feel... I do feel vindicated about this because, and Bob and I have talked about this, people seem to love baths. And I get in the bath, and I, I 22 minutes is about as, as much as I can take. Like, I, I yeah. get bored. The water's getting colder. I, I don't understand staying in the bathtub all day. Like, I just am not a bath person. I'm a shower person. Are you a big soak-in-the-tub kind of dude? 
No, no, I'm not. But for some reason, Carla, about a year and a half ago, she discovered the whole bath thing. So when she gets up in the morning, she doesn't, I'm not saying she didn't take a shower every few days or whatever, but most days she takes a bath. She enjoys taking a bath and she's not sitting in there having a glass of wine. I mean, it's six o'clock in the morning, but she likes a bath. I don't, I like a shower. I really do. One of the things they found out in this study that if you're in the bath and you're scrolling your phone in the tub, you are more relaxed than people who watch TV in the tub. Now, I don't know how many people's got a TV in their bathroom. I'm not sure. Looney's got one, but other than that, I mean, I, I don't. I don't know. But I'm a big shower person. I, I'm a, and I like a long shower. I like a real long shower. I do like that. I think yeah, I'll if take you're a shower a person, all day. If if you're a person who does physical work, I think the bath probably means more to you. Like I had a friend of mine, Richie Bonarzik, and his father was a longshoreman in New Haven, Connecticut, all day long with those long poles unloading these really heavy uh, crates from overseas. And the guy was like, you know, 50 years old, and he's been doing this all his life. Richie said that his father would get home, speak to nobody, draw a hot bath, tell people he wanted to be left the hell alone, and get in there. And as the bath got a little bit colder, you could hear his foot go up on the hot uh, water faucet turn it thing, <laughs> bring a little bit more yeah. in, and then he'd turn it off. And he just, he was aching so much doing that kind of heavy work that it was the only thing that gave him any, any relief. You guys, my brain is such a trap for useless nonsense that at peak dance mom life, peak dance mom where I'm working all day picking them up from school taking one to volleyball the other to the dance studio coming home picking one up then going back out and picking the other up at that exact chapter in my life I'm out in the parking lot at the dance studio it's 10 after 10 because if there's one thing dance teachers can do they can count to eight but they can't tell time and every dance teacher out there right now just said (laughs) speak the truth girl five six seven eight o'clock miss barbara let them go but no, they were always late getting out. And so I'm sitting out there in the dancer size, the Starship dancer size, and I'm reading stuff on my phone. And here comes an article from that golden icon of unbelievable bougiosity. I'm talking Gwyneth Paltrow. And Gwyneth, oh, yeah. said, Gwyneth said, my nightly routine, and I strongly recommend this for everyone, is to say, take a long hot bath while sipping a glass of Japanese whiskey. And I want you all to know that it took every fiber of my being to not put my foot on the gas pedal and drive straight into a post. <laughs> you know, Japan has some wonderful products, I, I know. But we we make the whiskey over here pretty good in Kentucky. Hey, they're figuring it out, though. They're figuring it out. I brought a uh, couple of bottles Suntory? back. Yeah. yeah. They've got really? some good yeah. Japanese whiskey. According to this thing, the studies have suggested that bathing has similar benefits to exercise. So I'm thinking given a choice between a two-mile run and soaking in a tub, there really is no <laughs> choice. Run the water, yeah, baby. Right. Run the water. Yeah, okay? that's right. That's right. Very well, why good. Why don't you get right, you well. a Japanese whiskey, Lamar, and maybe a seaweed eye mask, and you're just like Gwyneth yeah. Paltrow, buddy. There I will do some like research this minutes. afternoon and let you know. I will, I will do some research. I'll let you know. It's Bob and Sherry. 
It's Bob and Sherry, the podcast. So I've talked before about how, for me, the song Frosty the Snowman and the cartoon is a fully blown existential nightmare. Like, you know, he's alive, just like you and me, and then the sun comes out and he melts and the kids are like, oh, maybe he'll come back next year. What kind of grimness is this, right? So I was listening to Frosty the Snowman. Um, it was on the radio. I was listening to Frosty the Snowman and driving. And I thought to myself, I don't know anything about this song that has haunted me since I was a little girl. Like when Frosty the Snowman would come on TV when I was little before we moved to Wyoming, it was like a horror movie. I would cry and cry. And my, my mother would be like, oh, honey. And my father would say, you better toughen up. So basically, I had the classic American childhood. Well, let me tell you the story of Frosty the Snowman because it's wonderful. So um, the song was written by a guy named Jack Rollins. His real name was Walter, but his nickname was Jack. And he was born in West Virginia. And he wrote the song in 1950, right? And a lot of people don't realize the West Virginia connection to the song Frosty the Snowman. But when Jack Rollins was a little boy, he, he grew up in the in Mineral County in West Virginia. It was very rural. And his mom had lost her eyesight to glaucoma. And so he took care of his mom as a little boy. And his mom wrote poetry. And so did he. And one day his mom said, Jack, these poems are so good. Have you ever thought about turning these into songs? She really, really encouraged him. But of course, being a songwriter, what kind of, you know, what kind of dream is that for a poor kid growing up in a rural part of West Virginia? Jack continued to write poetry and have big dreams, but it wasn't until he was in his 40, he was 40 years old and he had moved to New York City and he was working as a baggage handler. And he met another guy there who also wrote songs and poems. That guy's name was Steve Nelson. And the two of them collaborated. And they wrote a song that everybody knows called Here Comes Peter Cottontail. Whoa. Right? But wait, there's more. There's wait, wait, there's more. They had some real success with Here Comes Peter Cottontail. So Jack Rollins moved to Hollywood, <laughs> just like the Beverly Hillbillies. He moved to Hollywood yeah. and he wrote the lyrics for a little advertising campaign for the U.S. Forest Service. They were trying to promote Smokey Bear, but mm-hmm. because of the way the metering worked in the song lyrics, Jack Rollins could not make that fit. So he turned in, he put the between Smokey and Bear He's the reason we call Smokey, Smokey the Bear, not Smokey Bear. Oh, is that right? Oh, that's cool. And then, and then he wrote Frosty the Snowman, which was covered first by Gene Autry in 1950. And then after Gene Autry had a hit with it, Derbingle, Bing Crosby, Nat King Cole, Ella Fitzgerald, and a whole bunch of other people eventually covered Frosty the Snowman. So I never knew that Peter Cottontail and Smokey the Bear and Frosty the Snowman all came from the same writer. Now, Jack Rollins was 66 years old when he died in 1973 in Cincinnati, Ohio, but he's buried in the cemetery in the little town in West Virginia where he was born and grew up. Oh, that's Is great. that not such a cool story about that Frosty? That is a great story.
It's a cool story, and it's also really a story of a man with determination because, you know, coming from a rural area, whether it's West Virginia, Wisconsin, wherever it may be, there's not as much input, not as many opportunities, you know, for somebody that wants to be in show business in some way, shape, or form. But that guy fought his way right to the top. Never let go of your dream. There he is tossing suitcases and he talks to this other guy and they sit down and they write a goofy little song that people still sing today. Here comes Peter Cottontail. And of course, Frosty the Snowman, legend. It's Bob and Sherry. Don't miss Bob and Sherry's annual tree lighting on Thursday, December 14th at 7 p.m. Eastern during happy hour. Join Bob, Sherry, Max, Lamar, Heather, and Doc for a Facebook Live event full of holiday cheer. Plus, we'll be giving five lucky winners a holiday gift box that includes surprises from Check Feather and Down Company, Deanna Bean Children's Books, and more. Tis the season to celebrate with your online family at Bob and Sherry's Tree Lighting Happy Hour, December 14th at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Hello, everybody. This is Specialist Tony Zabala. I'm currently deployed in Poland. I'm assigned to 135AR. I would like to wish my family and friends back in Apple Valley, California, uh, happy holidays. And to my son, Adonis, I love and miss you so much, and I cannot wait to get home to you. Here's Bob and Sherry. The most expensive house in America has been reduced in price. The reduction in this price is $55 million. They're knocking $55 million off in order to move the house. It was originally listed at $250 million. It is in Bel Air, that part of Los Angeles, overlooking the Bel Air Country Club uh, golf course. And it is a place that looks almost exactly like the Beverly Hillbillies Mansion in the beginning of the Beverly Hillbillies show. I think we all, big white structure, 40,000 square feet. Conrad Hilton once uh, lived there. The owners of Dole Foods once lived there. Uh, You know, so obviously people that were very, very wealthy. The, uh, The woman who built the house way back in the 1930s, I believe it was, She built it because she came from a rural part of America and she was not accepted by Los Angeles society. And so she said, well, let me show you a little something and built this house. It has uh, servants quarters. It is it's beyond belief, really. And they just started a tax in Los Angeles for it's called the mansion tax. And if you're wondering why you see in magazines so many stars selling their homes in L.A., it's because in addition to property taxes, which are high, you get a mansion tax on top of that. And they're just going, I can't take it anymore. So if you want to pick it up, it is on sale right now for $55 million less. And the current owners said, we we just want to downsize a little. What does that mean? <laughs> 20000 25,000 square feet, a little condo, you know, it doesn't say, but it's on the market right now. You got the bucks. It's Bob and Sherry. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.